It is my belief that each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet. And no one has the right to tell you you're less than Welcome to the Accidental Guru Radio Show with your host, international speaker, trainer, and author, Dob Barron. The Accidental Guru Show, where fun and practical solutions partner up to get you from under your potential and unleash the leader within you, giving you the best solid success solutions. And now, here's the elite mind strategist himself, Dob Barron. Hello, my beautiful, discerning, and delicious listener, wherever you are in the world on this fabulous free day. Yes, whatever day of the week it is, wherever you're tuned in from, it's always free day. Because it's a new day, it's a new dawn, it's a new way of looking at your life and your ability to lead and succeed. Thank you for joining us. My name is Dov Barron, and for the next hour, I'm your host here at the Accidental Guru Radio Show, broadcasting on Telstar Satellite and KWRM 106.9 FM HD3. We're broadcasting out of Seattle, and yes, we're in HD. Why? Well, we've been digitally enhanced for your listening pleasure. We're also broadcasting out around the world on contacttalkradio.com. Right now, in homes and offices around the world, there are folks just like you who are salivating like a Salford kid over a chip butty at the prospect of getting their teeth into all the juicy mind meat we've got for you here on today's show. Do you have friends and family who are dragging their butts through each day? The kind of folks who are just looking for a reason to tune out of the idiot box and tune into high-energy, high-value talk radio? Well, my little love lump, take my advice and go grab them out of their chair or out of their bed. Yes, I know it may barely be the crack of noon where you are. Nonetheless, go tell them to wrap their ears around our big, beautiful signal and subscribe to the show. Because today's show... Well, we're going to be more soulful and more honest than Aretha Franklin in a confessional. Seriously, before you take another moment, go tell your friends to tune in, and we can all begin to unleash the leader within, right here on the Accidental Guru radio show. That being said, every week I get a notice telling me where people are tuned in from. And many of you write to me on my blog at dovebaron.com, or on our Facebook Accidental Guru radio page, on Twitter, on RadioDov.com, to tell me where you're listening in from. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that you do so. Thank you so much. And so let's greet our friends and listeners into what has becoming the omnipresent Accidental Guru radio show. To all our friends around the world, whatever time of the day it is, wherever you are, welcome. To our French listeners around the world, Thank you for joining us. A big shout out to you and to all of you. Bonjour. Comment ça va? To our Cantonese listeners here on the West Coast and also tuned in from the many different parts of the world. Le homard. To our Aussie mates back in Perth and the rest of us and of course around the world and definitely in Whistler. Good eye. Good eye. Good eye. 
And last but not least, to all my Mancunian and Sulfurian listeners, wherever you're tuned in from around the world, we're honored that you take the time to be with us here in the intimate space each and every week. And to you, we say, Aya! Aya, Rakid, how are ya? From me to you, wherever you are, hello, hello, hello. And now on to today's show de jour. Have you gotten to the place where you're looking for a breakthrough and no matter how much you gather information, you're just not getting there? Do you sometimes think that so everyone else knows the secret and they're not telling you? Or maybe the answer is actually obvious, but you're just a bit thick. Is that the kind of thinking that goes on inside of your coconut? Do you have 10 zillion gigabytes of personal development on your computer? 9.9999% of which you've never even looked at. Do you have personal development bookshelf that could compete with Barnes and Noble and you're still struggling to get past what bothers you? Have you taken the big gurus workshops and coaching programs and it seems the only thing left to do is to get on a plane and go to India in hopes of finding some guruji who will look into your karma, your dharma, and your dogma and tell you that it's, well, it's all a past life thing and that you need to go on a diet of umiguji berries and go meditate in a cave somewhere for seven years. But there again, maybe none of this is for you. After all, you've got a job, business, kids, a dog, a cat, an elderly mother, or a chimpanzee on your back, and they all depend on you. So you just can't do anything about it. Well, at least that's what you tell yourself. What you want is a way to get your life working without having to stop functioning, a way to get yourself mentally, emotionally, and maybe even spiritually in shape, in a way that allows you to not only not have to give up your worldly goods, something that will put you in alignment with the heart and soul of your true nature. What if there is indeed certain steps that you could take, a path that you could walk, that would bring you to a place of seeing and understanding and dealing with whatever that one thing is that blocks you from living the life you desire? Well, dear listener, today we will delve into the forest of your confusion and discover that there is indeed such a path. Today I will be answering the questions that so many of you have asked me over the years, and I will be providing you with a wealth of resources along the way. So make sure that you have a pen and your journal handy as you listen. So as you can probably guess, dear listener, we have got what will be a soul-revealing show for you today. So strap yourself in, stop doing all that crap that distracts you, sit down, get out your pen, get out your journal, let's have some deep down you and me time. As always, we promise that today's show will titillate your neurons during the show. We will be, of course, well, we'll be situation satisfied. Yes, today we'll be solution-oriented. However, there will be the usual soupçon of fun as we go. During our upcoming time together, I will be doing my very best to assist you in getting the most practical, applicable solutions for getting you out of stuck and into massive success action. As always, giving you the best, solid success solutions. Today, I will once again providing you with the information and inspiration for taking massive action towards your dreams. And after the first break, you'll be able to call in. Yes, you will. If you'd like to have a little chat, feel free to do so. You know why? Well, let's face it, folks. 
I like the cut of your jib. And if you'd like to call in, well, let's have a chat. You'll be able to do that after the break on 877-230-3062. That's 877-230-3062. You know, dear listener, so many of you have become dedicated listeners to The Accidental Guru Show. You have told your friends, family, co-workers about the show. You have written about the show on Facebook and on Twitter and on your blogs and in thousands of places. And you made this show the fastest growing show on the station. So with that, let me stop you right here and say a huge thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate you. Please hear me, dear one. I'm sincerely grateful that you take the time to listen and share this show with all of those in your field of influence. That being said, it was pointed out to me recently that many of you have never read my books. Many of you have never listened to my audios, seen my videos, or even attended any of my live events. In fact, outside of being the host on the Accidental Guru Show, you wouldn't know me in a lineup of five strangers. This Deeply saddens me, dear listener. Here we are sharing all this love. And I have so much more to give you. Well, each week I start each show telling you a little something about myself via a story that is related to the subject our guests will be discussing. This week I thought we should get to know each other, well, a little better. In fact, I've decided to let you into places most people would never know about me. In some ways... I'm going to take a step out of my comfort zone and take a risk. Why? Well, I'm always advocating that that's how you get to the most joy in your life. And I figured it's time. As such, I will be sharing some of my own little-known intimate bits. So get snuggled into a nice, comfy place, and I'll let you in on some of how I got here. What that means is that today's Accidental Guru Show, my guest will be, wait for it, it's a big surprise. Dove Baron. <laughs> Let me give you the overview first. Dove Baron, that's me, is the elite mind strategist. Special. I'll try that again. Dove Baron is an elite mind strategist specializing in the psychology of high-performance leadership. He serves as a mentor and advisor to corporate, creative, and per... And per <laughs> I have borrowed my mouth this morning. Isn't that delicious? You see, here's where we start. Because, well, in many ways, today's show is about showing you that I'm actually no different than you. I'm just you, further along maybe on a path, but not further ahead. I've just been doing it a bit longer. So I'll say that again. Dov Barron is an elite mind strategist specializing in the psychology of high-performance leadership. He serves as a mentor and advisor to corporate, creative, and personal leaders. My company is Barron Mastery Institute, and we're the only resource for training tomorrow's leaders in the implementation of the core affluence system for leadership. I was born in the UK in the late 1950s, and although I've been gone from the UK much longer than I lived there, even as a kid, I was really fascinated with the undercurrent of human psychology. And by the time I was 21, I'd left my home country to travel and study with many spiritual masters and psychological masters and to study spiritual philosophies. 
after extensive travel and adventure, and, and it really was amazing. By the time it got to June 1990, while I was free climbing in British Columbia, at approximately about 120 feet, which is close to 12 stories, I reached for a rock. That rock dislodged a much bigger rock that hit me in the face, and he sent me hurtling onto the jagged rocks below. It was one of those tragic moments in a person's life, a moment that might have ended their life, and in many facts, it did. It ended my life, certainly in the way that I knew, knew it. I often describe that moment in this way. On that day, I fell 120 feet from a self-imposed pedestal and landed on my ego. It was the end of the person I had been, and in many ways it was the birth of this, the accidental guru. You know, I was already successful at that point. I was doing really great in my life. Things were terrific. But there was, in fact, something missing, and that day that I felt really awakened a lot of things inside of me, and it took me a long, long, long time to recover, uh, probably about about five months before I looked reasonably normal. And when I say normal, I mean for people who didn't know me. For people who knew me, I looked very different. In the early stages after that fall, I looked a little like Quasimodo. Uh, my jaw was smashed into five separate pieces. My nose was completely flattened. One of my cheekbones was flattened. And when they put me back together, I had one eye higher than the other, um, one cheekbone that was slightly flattened and... Uh, they wired my jaw together in such a way that they crossed over the roof of my mouth so I could barely speak. It wasn't a pleasant thing at all. Nonetheless, with several reconstructive surgeries, now I think it's total about nine or ten, but back in those days, you know, they, they did a few, first few, and it didn't take long before I looked reasonably normal to people who didn't know me, but the emotional healing took a long, long time. And I'm telling you this not because of, ooh, isn't this interesting about Dove, it might be, but really, I want you to know about it for the simple reason that we all have our falls. We all have things we have to come back from. Since my early childhood, I've actually been fascinated by the workings of the mind and what seemed to me to be a very thin veil between what we know as reality and the realm of that which we label as the mystical. And, and in truth, I was kind of this weird kid who had this sense of being able to pass through that veil. I'll tell you more about that in a minute, actually. I am the original creator and developer of something that's been my life's work. It's called quantum metapsychology, and how there is actually a deep connection between the workings of our mind, that being our thoughts, emotions, and feelings, and beliefs, and how all that taps into the mystical realms via something called the quantum web, also known as the field. I created the groundbreaking EFM audio technology, which is a technology that you can use on a daily basis for 16 minutes a day to manifest what you want to do and what it is that you desire. I'm the author of many best-selling books, including Don't Read This, Your Ego Won't Like It, Getting What You Want to Want You, What the Bleep Does It Mean, and my latest book, which became a multiple category bestseller called Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, which has became a bestseller in softcover, in this summer of 2010, and it's now going to be released. Woohoo! Excited! It's going to be released for the first time in ebook format, actually on November the 18th, 2010. I'm also the president of Baron Mastery Institute, founder of ResonanceCity.com, which is our community site where you can tap into an absolute wealth of resources. 
And that's, dear listener, is a quick overview. Well, the truth is that I, like you, spent a long time finding my emotional, mental, and spiritual evolutionary path. And after the break, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, more about the original journey, where it all started, and what it was that changed the direction of my life at a very early age. And I'm doing this because I want you to know I'm here and I'm real just like you. So we're going to green back in two minutes. If you want to call in, I'm happy to talk to you. See you in two. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you. So next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Don't listen to this unless you want more money. People have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success. Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not, do not, or ever likely to have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barrett collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value, even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barron will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. Don't read this unless you want more money. Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.dontreadthisbook.com forward slash money and get your copy today. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Welcome back. My name is Dov Barron, and you're listening to the Accidental Guru Radio Show. We're doing something a little bit different today, and the reason we're doing something a bit different is because it came to my attention that many of you who've been regular listeners to the show actually don't know who Dov Barron is outside of being the host of the Accidental Guru radio show. And before the break, I was telling you a little bit about, you know, sort of my resume of where I'm at and uh, and how the world recognizes me. I just want to finish that up, and then I'm going to take you into more of the real background. And, and when I say that, that's not the stuff that appears on my resume. It's not the stuff that uh, generally gets out there. And because we are here in the intimate space, I'm going to be sharing some of my more intimate bits. Now, what I was saying is that I'd spent a long time traveling and doing different things to find my own emotional, mental, and spiritual evolutionary path. And actually, for the past, well, three full decades, I've been developing a system that takes people like you 
not only to success, but beyond success to fulfillment. Because it's one of the things I really noticed, and you probably noticed the same thing, that there are a lot of people who are not successful, that's for a start, who are really struggling. And then there are people who are really successful, but they don't have any fulfillment. They don't, you know, they still have that sense of something missing in their life. And and many of those people have become my clients. They're very successful individuals, but they were missing something, and I was there to really help them with that. So that is the system that I spent so long designing is called the core affluence system of leadership. And affluence, we tend to think of as being a, a, associated to fi- that finances and funds. But in truth, affluence means flow. It's about putting yourself in that flow. And it teaches, the, the program itself teaches the power of generating affluence, keeping it and growing it by giving you a competitive edge in your own life without losing your soul. And the trick to that, just I'm going to let you in on the end of that, really is the competitive edge is being you as opposed to trying to compete with anybody else. I'm sharing this overview, as I said, this background with you, dear listener, because I want you to know that you're not alone. Whether you've been on the path for, of self-discovery for what feels like millennia or you've just started, you need to know this. You need to know something for absolute certain. We all start off at the same place, the beginning. Everyone stumbles, everyone falls, and no one does it alone. I just gave you the highlights of my journey. However, you need to know that along the way I have been knocked down and I've been knocked down so hard and so many times that many, including myself, thought I would never get up again. I share the witness with you because I want to remind you not to give up on yourself, to stay the course. You will get there. I remind you of this because I know that within you there is something that niggles away at you. I really believe that. Something that says there has to be more to life than what you've been experiencing. Whether that's that you're financially struggling or maybe that you've got millions in the bank, it doesn't actually matter. You know that there is a next step, another level to this life's journey. And you, I'm guessing you long to go for it. You know that you cannot leave this planet not having fulfilled what it is that you came here to do. Today I'm going to share my story with you and answer some of those niggling questions, the ones that most of the gurus won't answer because... You need to know something very important. You, my friend, did not get your dreams by accident. They are your soul crying out for expression. I told you I was born in the UK. Well, the truth is that I was born in a place called Lower Broughton. It was a ghetto area of a northern English city called Salford. I can clearly remember how normal it was as a child to know that violence crime and alcoholism were just all the way around me. As a child, we played on dirty cobblestone streets where industrial smog hung thick in the air so that within about 10 minutes of being outside, it would create this thick black line around your collar of the school shirts actually in any place where fabric creased. Like most people, my early memories are a few and far between, and that's not particularly unusual. One thing I do remember was that on a really bright, and rarely bright too, day in 13 Arm Street, Lower Broughton, I was standing inside the hallway at the bottom of the stairs, looking out towards the front door, where the silhouette of the most powerful man in the world was stopped in his tracks before turning back towards me.
In contrast to the screaming and the yelling that had gone on just moments before, there was this sudden, eerie, muffled silence that was just lightly pierced by the distant and muffled sounds of my mother crying and my father's footsteps coming back down the hallway towards me. At seven years old, I could already feel the creeping numbness making its way through my being. My father had gone from raging, vein-popping maniac into a softly-spoken giant as he sat down on his haunches to deliver a fatal blow. A blow that would bury any part of me that wanted to remain a child. Still silhouetted against the light of the doorway, I could not see his features. I could hear his words. Words that would echo down into the basement of my very being, where they would take root and in fact drive my life for the next 30 or so years. Doing his best to be eye to eye with me, he gently grabbed my shoulders and told me, Okay, little man, Dad's going now. You're the man of the house now. He forced himself to smile, stood up, ruffled my hair, turned and walked away like a compassionate assassin. Each step he took, I could feel my childhood sense of play and safety pour out of me. Childhood was gone. And there was no bringing it back. I was the man of the house now. There was no way to put that childhood back inside of me any more than you can push life back into a man who has been shot through the heart. That was the day that changed the course of my life. I guess it was shortly thereafter that something cracked. And as with all cracks, something that we would like to keep inside is let out. In this case, it was childhood innocence, or at least the conceptual idea of such a thing. However, for every fall there is a flight, and for every curse there is a blessing, even if it doesn't feel like a blessing at the time. And as a result of the ever-growing sense that my outer world wasn't safe, I began to retreat into my inner world. It all started with my ability to draw. I was a timid, whiny kid who would hide behind my mother's legs when strangers were near. I began having flashes of being out on an ocean during a storm while sailing giant sailing ships known as galleons. It didn't make a lot of sense to me as I'd never seen the ocean. Later those images needed an outlet and suddenly there I was as they, they were this driving force of me drawing the galleons. And for every galleon I drew, I knew there was a, a story that went with it. Every now and then I'd let the story out, but most times I'd just keep them to myself because they seemed a bit crazy, to be honest with you. Now the focus of that art began to change, and it began to change to faces. I began drawing the faces that would come to me in moments when I would let myself drift off into some kind of a daydream. Initially, they were faces of people I'd never met and were seen as well as a child's imagination. Later, the images in these faces became quite disturbing to my mother, as they seemed to have an increasingly dark side to them. 
Within a few short years, I'd become a very talented artist, and the still lives I was drawing and painting were far less threatening. It was not unusual for my mom to tell her friends to sit down and let, you know, let him draw you. That's what she'd say to them. Initially, most people really liked the images I would draw of them. However, it didn't take long for that to change. What most people didn't know about me at the time was I was terrified to be alone. Because when I was alone, I would have visions. That's what I called them. Visions that would scare the living crap out of me. So as long as I'd stay around others, and I was okay. However, when I was alone, particularly when it was dark, well, that was just really scary. Anyway, one day, my mom suggested to a friend of the family that he sit down so that I could draw him. This guy seemed like, you know, a nice enough guy. He'd been hanging out with my stepfather for a few years, and he'd certainly been to the house many times. He sat down in a semi-drunken state, and I began to draw. I guess he nodded off to sleep for a few minutes, and when he woke up, he insisted on seeing what I'd drawn, even though I insisted that it was incomplete. I showed it to him, and he was clearly impressed. I asked him to sit back down again so I could finish, which he did, and once again, he drifted off into sleep. Probably about 10 or so minutes later, I was complete and placed my drawing pad down where I'd been sat, and I left and went into the kitchen to where my mom was. She asked me where my uncle, you know, as in family friend, was, and I told her he was asleep in the living room. Within a few minutes, the man I'd been drawing came into the kitchen carrying the drawing pad on which I had drawn his portrait. He was clearly not a happy camper with what he saw, was on the page now that it was complete. In truth, it looked far less like the man himself that when he had looked at that incomplete version. You see, while drawing him, I had also drifted off, not into a sleep, but into a deep trance that allowed me to see things in him that were certainly not obvious to the surface observer. What I saw on the, had came out on that page. It made its way onto the paper. He was furious. I was made to apologize, and although he wanted to rip the picture out, my mum wouldn't let him, and he left the house steaming mad. My mum asked me, why did you draw him that way? I told her, I drew his soul. From then on, I became fearful of my own art, while not being able to resist drawing people at that soul level. I knew that if I sat down with them, that's what I was going to see. It didn't take long before my mom became very concerned and actually asked a, asked a local Lubavitch rabbi for assistance. And that was actually the beginning of my spiritual path. The wonderful thing about that beginning and beginning to study at that age was there wasn't a lot of stuff that I knew. You know what I mean by that? I, I didn't have a lot of stuff in my head about what I knew that needed to get cleared and so I could make a lot of progress. Now, I'm telling you all these things about me and, and that obviously they're quite intimate and, and certainly not for usual general consumption because I want you to know that it's really easy for us to look at the world or look at people or look at people who we consider successful in whatever realm that is, whether it's 
you know, in this case, as a radio host or as a seminar leader or as an author or a speaker or as a movie star or TV star or sports person or whatever it is, it's so easy for us to look at that person and hold them in the context of that fame without ever really understanding that there is so much more to people than this. There are so many more things about a person and that no one got there automatically. I know we live in a culture that likes to think of things as being overnight successes, but the truth is that if you actually look at every overnight success, well, I can't say every, but a very, very large proportion of them have got years, maybe decades behind them that were the progressive element of them getting to wherever it is that you now see them. It was just, it was instant success at the level of you recognizing that, the level of you suddenly seeing it. And, and every one of us has got something to overcome. So the question becomes, you know, and it was something I mentioned just a moment ago, why is what we know such an inhibitor to our progress. Why is it, you know, if you've gathered all this information, like I said, you've got the 10,000 gigabytes or whatever it is of, of personal development information, you've got audios and videos and you've got books and you've got yeah, ebooks and you've got, you know, all those things. Why is it that what we know actually is the inhibitor? Because it would seem that, you know, if you get more information, you're going to be better off. Well, Here's the thing, and I want you to write this down because I think this is going to help you. Well, the first thing I want you to know is that everything you learn, your ego learns. Every single thing you've ever learned, your ego learns too. Now, your ego's job is to keep you safe, to make sure that you're always safe. And one of the ways that the ego assesses safe is same. If things are the same, if they're not changing too much, then you're pretty much safe. And how do you know? Because you're alive. That's the answer, because you're alive. So what happens is what we know becomes this element of now it's attached to what, we, uh, what keeps us safe. And so what that means is that if something shows up in your life that is really insightful, that, that really could break you through and get you past that thing that we were talking about at the beginning of the show that holds you back, that, that one last obstacle, your ego mind is going to fight you on that. It's going to hold on to that as being the absolute truth as in what you know is the absolute truth. And what you know has become the problem that stands in the way of you getting to where you want to go to, of having what it is that you want to have in your life. The limitation is what you know. Is that making sense for you? I really want you to get that because this is so important for you. What you know is actually in the way. And also often, you know, we pick up a book or we go to a seminar or whatever it is, and, you know, we, maybe even we're really committed and we start taking notes and, and we can hear in our own head as we're listening to the, the expert on, on this particular subject, oh, well, I know that already. And the truth of the matter is, if you know it, are you using it? Because so often we think we know something and it's actually in the way. We've got to get rid of what we know in order to make some real progress in our lives and actually have what it is that we want show up in our lives. So my first challenge to you is to take a look at what you know and ask yourself, is what I know in the way of me getting what it is that I want? Is what I know in the way of me finding out what it is that I need to know? You know, I know you may have heard this before, but we don't know what we don't know. 
we're not aware that there are things we don't know. I mean, we're aware that there are things we don't know, but we're not aware of what those are until we know them. And then you have those moments where you go, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't know this. Well, why you didn't? Because actually your own ego mind blocks you from knowing it by holding on to what it is you know. Now, we've already gone through another section, and I really want you to think about what I was saying there because I'm going to take a little break in, in just a, a few seconds. And when I do, when I come back, I want to look at how, how you, why you need a great teacher, why it's important not for you but for all of us to have great teachers and how you'll know a great teacher. Okay? So I'll see you in two. Get your pen, your paper ready, and we'll be back in two. Did you know that you can rate this show on iTunes? The show you're listening to right now. It's true. You can leave your thoughts about the show, the topic, the guest. You can even leave a suggestion. Then before you leave, rate the show. The hosts love hearing from you, so next time you download this show from iTunes, leave your thoughts and rate the show for the host and for others. Don't listen to this unless you want more money. People have all kinds of ridiculous ideas about what it takes to achieve vast amounts of wealth and success. Consistently, those ideas are dead wrong. Think about it. What you've been told about creating wealth has likely been from those who did not do not, or ever likely to have it. In his book, Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Dov Barrett collapses your old money myths and shows you how to tap into your unique value, even if you don't know what it is yet. As you turn each page of this book, Dov Barrett will walk you through a process that will have them banging down your door to give you money. Don't Read This Unless You Want More Money, Subconscious Tactics of the Truly Affluent, is a guaranteed bestseller you'll want to buy for friends and read over and over again. Go to www.don'treadthisbook.com forward slash money. Get your copy today. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Welcome back. My name is Dov Barron, and you're listening to the Accidental Guru Radio Show. We're doing something a little bit different today. We're really having a more intimate show, and I've been sharing with you a lot of my history. Who is Dov Barron? Who is this guy that is the Accidental Guru? And how did I get to where I am and what it is that I was doing? And, and a lot of what I've been talking about is the understanding that where you are is where you are, that we all start off somewhere, we're all going to hit the roadblocks, we're all going to have our challenges. And one of the things that we got to look at was, well, what is it that blocks us? What is it that gets in the way? And one of the things I was saying before the break, just before the break, was that one of the great inhibitors of our progress is actually what it is we know or what it is we think we know uh, because the ego mind uses that to actually keep us stuck. So for that reason... That leads us into the question, why is it so important to have the right teacher? You know, I know you're aware that there are, to me it seems like at least, an ocean 
of personal development teachers these days. I remember when I started out 26 years ago, I started out teaching in my living room. Can you believe that? I had six people in my living room when I taught my first class, six friends. And I taught my first workshop over a period of six weeks on every Monday night for six weeks. Pretty pretty, pretty wild uh, when I think about the, the workshop that we just recently presented, which is called Claim Your Competitive Edge. And, you know, hundreds of people in a room and everybody excited and, and really having a major breakthroughs and doing amazing things. It's It's quite a journey from having six people in your living room. And I was saying that everybody starts somewhere and that part of the challenge is the information that you pick up along the way becomes the thing that keeps you stuck because it becomes this mechanism by which we say, well, I don't need to know that. I already know that. And one of the things I challenge you to look at is do you really know what you know? And the, and the ways to support you in that is to ask this question of yourself. If your mind says, I know that already, I already know that, then your question to ask yourself is, do I? Do I really know it? Is that, am I implementing it in my life? Really? I mean, honestly, are you really implementing it in your life? If you know it intellectually, but you're not using it, that's not the same as using it. It's not the same as actually making that difference in your life. And in many ways, that's what keeps us stuck. And what I was saying was that that led us to this question, which is, how important is it to find the right teacher? Well, in my mind... With all those teachers out there, it's extremely important for you to find the right teacher. And, and, and I think when we're all familiar with that wonderful Buddhist saying that says, when you, the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Now, it's not like the teacher is going to suddenly materialize in your living room. But, you know, it's just like you've got to be in the place to be able to receive what that teacher delivers. You know, one of the things that, I was actually reminded of this week, which I thought was pretty cool, is I was confronted with something that a great teacher of mine was confronted with many years ago, and it and it was really cool because I was immediately thrown back there. Many years ago, I was in at the University of Western Australia listening to a presentation be given, being given by one of my teachers, Pathasare Jay from India, and he was uh, speaking... <clears throat> you're speaking about some very interesting and very deep subject matter to this auditorium of people. And uh, there came a point where this lady went to the microphone and she sort of argued a little with him and, she, and, and she wanted to keep arguing. And he just looked at her and he said, clearly I'm not the teacher for you. And I just thought, wow, that was so great that he was not, trying to make her, her into his student. He was not trying to be right. He just like, he knew that she was, he was not the teacher for her. And I remember having a conversation with him afterwards because we were very close at that time and, and saying, you know, tell me about that. And he said, you know, not everybody is ready to receive what you offer them at that time. Now, it doesn't mean that that person won't come back six months, a year, 20 years later and go, you know, I just wasn't ready. I've had that experience myself. There's one of our listeners who is from Australia um, who flew into uh, Vancouver, Canada last year to take one of my programs who had originally heard me speak in Melbourne back in the early 80s or mid-80s and, and uh, thought, thought I was full of it. <laughs> and it certainly drifted away from, from what it was that I was teaching, where I was coming from. It was just too outrageous for him back in those days. And and then spent the last three to five years, I guess, 
really really tapping into what it is that I offer in my material and finding great value in it. So it's really about what you're ready to receive. So it's so important for you to find the right teacher <clears throat> uh, who can offer you something you can receive. Now, in saying that, how do you know you've found the right teacher? Well, I'll tell you, the, the, that's, the, that's part of the dichotomy of the first answer, is that the, the, you'll know you found the right one because they'll offer you stuff you have a hard time accepting. So they'll push your buttons. They, they're going to challenge you. They're going to make you get out. I really believe a great teacher is going to push you out of your comfort zone, is going gonna, is gonna to push you out of your paradigm. One of the things that one of my quotes is that, um, I've never met a great teacher who wasn't willing to be politically incorrect. <laughs> and what that means is that they're willing to push you outside of the bounds of what you're comfortable with so that you'll look at something greater, something bigger, so, they'll, so that you'll question what it is, quote, unquote, that you know. So what that means is, and to give you in the basic terms, is that teacher will kick your ass, right? They're going to kick your butt and get you moving. And if you can't go to that, then that teacher's not for you. And what that means is you maybe need a, uh, a, a, a light version of whatever it is that teacher offers to you. And you need to, you need to challenge yourself to step up. Honestly, all my great teachers have challenged the, the dickens out of me and really made me look at things that I didn't particularly want to look at or go to places that I didn't particularly want to go. But that was the only way to make progress, real progress. So if you think about, if you've got a teacher who just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside and comfortable, you know, I'm going to go out on the edge here. I'm going to take a risk and you might not like it, but I'm, I'm willing to go there. And I'm telling you, that's not really the teacher for you. If your teacher can only make you feel warm and fuzzy and that's it, and, and make you feel how right you are and how you're on the right path, that, that's not, in my mind, a great teacher. My mind. My judgment is not the truth. And, and what that means is that what you've got there, from my perspective, is not really a teacher. What you've got there is a nurturer, a comforter. Nothing wrong with those, but those are not, not, not real teachers. And a real teacher should push you outside of your comfort zone. Now, at the same time, you should feel a lot of love and compassion from that teacher, of course, and a, a genuine uh, sense of caring. But they should care enough to kick your ass when you need it. <laughs> does that make sense? I hope it does. So, and I'll tell you why. Because it's, it's you need a great teacher because, there's, as I said to you at the top of the show, th there's going to come times when you want to quit. It's just going to get too damn hard. You're going to feel like you're hitting every possible obstacle. It's going to feel like you're never going to get through it. Uh, and, and you keep manifesting all these challenges and problems that hold you back and hold you back and hold you back. And you, you really need a great coach who can cheer you on, and, you know, really believes in you, who will push you through your own limitation, through your own discomfort and, and tell you that what you're capable of. And they'll really, really, really keep you going. You know, that's what a great coach is. A great coach will really is a great cheerleader for you as well as being someone who is going to be there in such a way that they won't allow you to get complacent. They're not going to let you quit, but they're not going to let you get complacent either. And what that means is that when you're doing really well, they're going to be very happy for you. They're going to celebrate with you about how successful you've become and, and, and all the things that you've done. And, and they're going to just be so happy for you. At the same time, they're not going to let you sit back on your laurels and go, okay, I'm there now. 
because I know you've heard this and I know it's a bloody cliche you hear all the time. But the bottom line is it's still true. And that is that success is not a destination. It's a journey. Development, um, enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, it's not a, it's not an outcome. It's a journey. And so a great coach, a great teacher will push you beyond your own complacency. They'll celebrate your success with you, but they'll also push you beyond your own complacency. You can't afford that. I was saying earlier that about why what you know is in the way, and, and I want to I just sort of come back to that. You see, because there are three eyes to developing mastery, at, whether that's at a personal level or at a professional level, uh, when it comes to leadership. And the first one is, of course, information. We need information. This has been the information age, of course. But what you really need to get, and this is so important for you, is information without application results in zero transformation. I'll say it again for you. Information without application results in zero transformation. What that means is it, it just is a bunch of information inside your head. It doesn't help. That's why you can have shelves and shelves of books. You can even have read them all and still be in exactly the same place. In fact, this kind of information gathering can actually be counterproductive because there's a part of your brain, it's called the, um, the RAS, R-A-S, Reticular Activated System, it's part of your brain, and it's specifically designed to look for information. However, this part of your brain is not particularly discerning, okay? It's not particularly discerning about, oh yeah, this helps us, this grows, whatever it is. It's not really about that. It, in fact, it will actually go looking for information to justify something that you already believe. Again, here's that part of your mind looking for the information to keep you stuck. Even if what you believe is actually what's got you stuck. So if you're stuck, for instance, you know, we all know that life comes down to relationships at the base of it. So let's just use that as an example. You know, you're looking to get out there in the world and meet somebody really wonderful and you've, you know, you've had a few crappy relationships along the way, well, that part of your brain is actually going out there to look for evidence that all those potential partners are crappy, just like the last ones. So you literally cannot see what is right in front of you. Does that make sense? So, therefore, it's gathering the information is really not going to help you. Many people find, actually, that gathering information will do nothing and do nothing with it. They'll, they'll just keep doing that and doing nothing else. So the thing for you to know is this, that the second I in developing masterful leadership is, of course, implementation. You've got to put it in action. So information, implementation. Taking the information you know and then putting it in action, using it in your life. Now, what does that mean? Well, implementation means that you take the information, put it in your life, but there's a piece in the middle there that I'm not going to have too much time to go into, but I want to give you a start on it. And that is, what is it that stops you from implementing? Well, again, it's the old information you've had, and it's, a, and it's not just the old information, but it's the old beliefs. So you may have to go back and look at some of the old beliefs you've had. What are the beliefs that have held you back, and do you need to give up some of those beliefs? Is it time to let some of those beliefs go? Because you know what? The stuff you believed when you were a kid, it was great. It was fantastic. It was so wonderful and appropriate for you to believe in Santa Claus when you were five. 
it's not going to do you much good now. <laughs> right? So for that same reason, it's very important for you to look at some of the beliefs that you have that you maybe have had for years and years and years, and they're just not serving you anymore. Dump some of those, and the information can be implemented. The third I in masterful leadership is integration. So you've got information, implementation, and then integration. And integration is it's, it's, it's an extension of, of number two of the implementation. And what it simply means is that you not only use what it is that you're learning, not only use the information, the knowledge, the skills, the tools, etc. that you're getting. You use them over and over and over again. Do you remember the first time you tried to ride a bike? You had the information. You were told how to do it. You have to balance yourself. You've got to pedal the wheels. You've got to keep yourself up straight. You knew all that. But then you had to practice it, right? And then you practiced it, and guess what? You fell off. And it was so frustrating, but you so desperately wanted to be able to ride that bike. You so wanted to ride that bike that you did it. You practiced over and over and over again until eventually you fully integrated it into your body in such a way that you get on the bike and you never had to think about it again. And you had that feeling of like, wow, freedom as you flew down the road on your bike. That is integration. So you need information, implementation, and integration. And from that place, you're going to break through. Well, dear listener, today has been rather more intimate time together, not our usual fare. But there again, as you well know, I'm all about taking it to the edge if that serves you. I trust that I did, and I look forward to your feedback. I'd love to know if you would like more of these kinds of shows, so you can write to me, of course. Once again, dear listener, I want to thank you for being with us. And for being a friend with me along the way, I really appreciate it. I thank you for being a loyal listener to our ubiquitous show and sharing this show with others by going and giving... I'm going to give you a whole list of resources. I want to get a pen and paper. Of course, we're here on the Accidental Guru show every Friday. And you can also catch us on Encore Show on Sunday mornings at 11 and on webtalkradio.net each week. The archives of this show are at radiodov.com. Our blog is dov, D-O-V, baron, B-A-R-O-N dot com. There's a whole bunch of really great resources for you, like on YouTube, the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash dov baron. And we even have a dov baron app. So go into iTunes, into the, I, into the uh, app store, and you'll find the dov baron app absolutely free. Free, 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 free. Well, dear listener, let me leave you with this one last message before we go. Wherever you are, whatever's going on, Remember, someone else has been there before. Someone else has done it before. And if they can do it, so can you. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and on Radio Dove, where you can click on Show Info and leave your comments about this show or any of the shows that you'd like to have uh, come up. By the way, you can now find us on Facebook on Accidental Guru Radio. There you'll be able to chat about this show and future shows. Next week, my guest on the Accidental Guru Show will be Ken MacArthur, best-selling author of Impact, How to Get Noticed, Motivate Millions, and Make a Difference in a Noisy World. And he's going to show you how to utilize the power of the Internet in an integral and ethical manner. Thank you for being part of our show. I want to thank Billy, my producer. And, of course, my very special thanks to you, dear listener, for being part of our ever-growing family and a global movement creating solid success solutions. Until next time, dear listener. This is Dov Barron, host of the Accidental Guru Radio Show, saying thank you for making my world a little better each and every week. See you soon. Same time, same place, same channel. Have a wonderful week and live with courage. Bye-bye now. 
It is my belief that each one of you is unique. There isn't another one of you on the planet. And no one has the right to tell you you're less than magnificent. You've been listening to The Accidental Guru with Dov Barron. Join us again next week when Dov will be giving you the competitive edge without losing your soul. Same time, same place, same channel. On behalf of Dov Barron, remember, take yourself and life like a shot of tequila. Straight up, live with courage, follow your passion, and stay real.